0: He could get us all killed with New York. And him, Tony, has to think about what to do with him now, after all this shit. Me, he don't need to fucking think. Well, maybe I need to think. Ever thought of that, you fat fucking scumbag? That's the guy, Adriana, my Uncle Tony the guy I'm going to hell for. Wow, welcome my friends to Cut to Black a Sopranos sit down. That's the guy. Well, uh, that's the guy, Jim Scampoli, me, the guy I'm going to hell for. Uh, uh and I've seen every episode of the Sopranos.
1: <laughs> right. And uh that's the that's the guy I'm going to hell for, <laughs> me, Jacob Burrows, and I've seen 64 episodes of the Sopranos. Concluding, for now, in uh, episode 12 of season 5. Long-term parking. And I just barely stopped myself from uh, texting you what the fuck when i was watching this because it's a weird thing where you uh you are re-watching this you've obviously seen it before but i don't think uh, just based on talking to you you're not that aware of like what's gonna happen in the next episode right yeah so if i go what the fuck you're gonna go huh what the fuck uh if you haven't seen it yet so i didn't but i was like what
0: the fuck Yes. Oh, and who uh, made this show? This one was written by Terrence Winter and directed by Tim Van Patten. Those are names you've heard before, and you'll hear again. Uh, it did originally air on May 23rd, 2004. And, yes, this is one of the quintessential Sopranos episodes, uh, long-term parking. So, yeah, did it hit you like that? Did it hit you?
1: No, it hit me all right. I didn't like It's Most of these um, like quintessential episodes, well, sometimes you can kind of tell early on, that it's a quintessential one, but other times it, uh, it hits. Yeah. And it, uh, if it didn't hit me, then, uh, I don't know. Cause this is, I mean, obviously, yeah, Adriana gets killed. Uh, that's the big thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's other stuff in the episode, but like, Jesus Christ, she's from, she's, she's episode one. Yeah. She's like, uh, she's, she's like uh, ride or die crew. She's always <laughs> been there. Yeah. This is some serious shit. This isn't like Ralphie, Jim. What's nope. going on? This is crazy. And and Christopher, he didn't do it, but, like, he did it. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, because it's not like Ralphie was a character that kind of popped in, but they tried to pretend like he was there all along. Yeah. And, and Adriana, weirdly enough, is like, I mean, the, kind of the common trivia about her is that she kind of was a character that wasn't supposed to be a character. Like, she yeah. was the uh, hostess at Vesuvio's or whatever, and – you know, David Chase and the gang, they liked her, and they decided to kind of flesh out a part for her, and then here we are, Season 5, Episode 12. I mean, I guess it felt like there was always potentially doom with her character ever since, I mean, this thing with her and the FBI has been going on since the finale of Season 3. Uh sure. and like off and on it's one of those things where like they check in and then like you'd forget about it it wasn't kind of like with Big Pussy it was always a thing with him every time we cut to him there was something going on with the FBI it was always like a common thing and this was kind of a slow roll uh until things kind of amp up
1: um some deaths have been very important to the plot of a certain season i mean Ralphie springs to mind of course but uh i don't know emotionally and as far as like importance for the characters uh Livia Soprano is the only one I can think of that's of the same level
0: yeah and I I guess it feel I, I don't remember at the time they must not have announced anything yet or maybe they did I don't remember enough at the time but it definitely feels more like they're kind of saying we're ready to kind of wind things down a bit we're ready we, we see we have an end in sight. Yeah. And this this is I mean, not just something Sopranos does like TV in general. It's like, OK, we could start knocking off like kind of character favorites. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, it's not like Adriano my favorite, but I, I know it it was a thing that some people was their favorite or just enough that it really affected a lot of people. It was one of those deaths. And I think they talk about it a bit or uh, Drea De Mateo has mentioned that there was a lot of outcry when this happened. Uh, cause you know how people are, I mean, it's even more so now with social media, but you know, even in 2004, people had their AOL instant messenger and they're like, what the fuck, what the fuck, dude?
1: right yes well it, it is um i think you're right about like uh they wouldn't do this if they didn't know what they were doing next season if that makes sense i mean maybe that's a, an overstatement but like game of thrones could have taken a leaf out of this book and maybe had some impactful moments in moments in the penultimate season uh you know yeah let's not get into it we have a podcast on that it <laughs> shows what you know.com um but still it's it's a very important moment i think I mean, Adriana's not my favorite character. Uh, it would be a strange person whose favorite character was Adriana if we're being totally honest. <laughs> Very here. true. But but like Christopher, in all his piece of shitness, is an easy character to have as a favorite. I'm not sure he's mine, but like he, there's just some so much in that character, and this is such a uh, an interesting way to go because that line. Uh, Oh, that fucking line that's the guy I'm going to hell for and then to have that in this episode and to look back on it holy shit Uh, that's so powerful because he hates Tony because Tony's not moral Tony's not this and that and then this is him like turning closer to being Tony like because this is him making that kind of choice that Tony as a leader or as this person he is has to make Um, yeah good stuff
0: because that, that uh, I, I I talk about this every now and then with scenes or lines that is one of the quintessential Sopranos lines to me, and I did for some reason I didn't know it was in this episode. I, I thought it was earlier for whatever reason. I don't know what, but I was like yeah. surprised uh, that it was this late and it happens here. Uh, just quick cu- quick couple quick call outs here. Terrence Winter did win a Primetime Emmy Award for outstanding writing for this episode. Tim Van yeah. Patten was nominated, but it looks like he did not win uh, for Outstanding Directing. Dre de Mateo did win an uh, award for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series, and Michael Imperioli got a Primetime Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. Uh, Empire Magazine has named this the Best Sopranos episode of all time. I think that's a little much, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's up there. It's in the, it's in, it's in the discussion, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, this is kind of an, a, a side comment, but at showswhatyouknow.com, you will also find Gilead Gazette, where we discuss The Handmaid's Tale, and I watched three episodes of The Handmaid's Tale, and then I watched one episode of The Sopranos, and it's not fair, because The Sopranos is one of the best shows uh, that's ever been made, and The Handmaid's Tale, I don't think it is anymore. Uh, yeah. but, like, i watched three episodes of that show, and I was like, what the fuck happened in any of these episodes? <laughs> and, yeah, I get this is, like, obviously a really great one, but, like, you watch five minutes of an episode of The Sopranos, you watch five minutes of any other given show, and you're like, why aren't we doing better? Yeah. Why aren't we doing better, guys? <laughs> we can do a lot better.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, and and uh, I, I know, like, for podcast like, well, podcasters, this doesn't mean anything if you've been kind of just checking in here and there, but... Uh for people that have been trying to keep up week to week with us, we've had some delays and some breaks here and there. We do apologize for that. But like I do uh, I I do have to confess I did watch this like a few weeks ago cuz I knew like ah we're not going to be recording in a little while. I'm going to watch it now. Yeah. And then I had to watch it again uh yeah. just because um but yeah, yeah, it's a good one. And and it is that thing like we we do uh host the Soprano show, we also try to discuss other TV and There's still some great TV, but you're right. Sometimes when you're into Sopranos and like whether you're watching it and kind of watching it with the idea of discussing it, and you get kind of excited, and then you watch another show, even if it's pretty good, you're kind of like, ah, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't have that much to say here, but here there's a lot to say, and let's get into it. So we do open up with Adriana like security footage of her taking garbage out to throw it away and then putting it in her car and her FBI handler gets brought in to have a look at it they're like huh what and we don't know what's going on with that either and this is actually a, a kind of fun and good way of using flashback and stuff just within her storyline when we eventually do find out what's ha- what's going on there because it just makes sense to me that that's how it would go where she's telling the story and we move into it and it is kind of a nice little mystery to keep us uh, I don't know to, to draw us into what going on with her this episode.
0: Yes, yes, because uh, the it feels like what should be the A plot for this and kind of even for like the half of the episode kind of is is this whole thing cuz we still got the whole thing with Phil and Tony B and you how Tony B killed his brother Uh, And as we see in a scene coming up towards the beginning, we do get at least the flashback because we were with Tony in his dream in the previous episode. So we've all this stuff with New York and we are checking in with Adriana, but it doesn't feel like things are different because we've done this a lot where we check in. She's still got issues with her bowels and her stress. uh, And it's like they're they're still using it somewhat to comic effect. Like they kind of show which I assume is like a almost like a rectum uh, picture or like I guess inside her rectum and they're talking about how her guts are all messed up and then of course Chris is going to be making f- hilarious comments about it later on. Uh, and her mother's there, you know. She's got a wedding to do. She's going to be taking this medication. It's going to give her a moon face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so all this stuff's going on here.
1: <laughs> yes, it's uh, ulcerative colitis. Um, so inflammation of the uh, and ulcers in your digestive tract. Um, yeah great stuff to be dealing with I mm-hmm. mean much like a, a, a <laughs> uh, much like sort of an attack on your insides um, Tony soprano is moving back to the soprano household like a big ulcer on the digestive track of the yeah. soprano family home uh, this is also like something that on another show, well, let's not uh, name any names, but it's The Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. Um, we have relationships between characters that fluctuate one way and then fluctuate the other way, and it feels like random and just to generate drama. And here, when Carmilla and Tony are sort of pulled back into, yeah, you know, fuck it, let's just, I'll just move back in, It feels totally ordinary and boring in a good way, in a way of like, you know what, given a vacuum, these characters would attract to one another again uh, in this type of situation. And it's not weird and it's not going to be good, but like it makes perfect sense to me that it's this slow sort of... Like a few episodes ago, I would have gone, like, ah, this would be so stupid. But, like, just with everything happening, it's like, you know what? Uh, This uh, this adds up to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and it's, it's, they've both worn each other down where it's, it is, it does become a business transaction in this episode. Uh, And it's a much more interesting way to do it than having the party episode and then they have sex and then they, like, the, Carmela when Carmela's all a flutter that Tony's there and then they talk and they get back together. It's more interesting this way because it's like, I mean, obviously, Tony wants Tony's been wanting to be back because he's in his lonely dead mother's house and sometimes being lonely at the Plaza Hotel. Uh, yeah. And plus, it's just kind of this aggravation and embarrassment uh, of having a broken family. And then Carmela has been trying to kind of uh, become independent, but also still live the lifestyle she's used to. And Tony's made sure that's not going to happen. So it is this like mutual defeat that's going to uh, end up with them back together. So, yeah, it's I don't think I picked up on a lot of that when I originally watched this show and I watched it week to week. Yeah. Um so like it it definitely it, it felt a little bit more of a cheat when on my first watch like years ago when it originally aired, but watching it now it it it's real. I feel like it's way more well done and masterful, uh, and and done in an interesting way. Yeah, and their first
1: scene together has Tony sitting there, uh, trying to fix the VCR like. <laughs> P- clicking back and forth with his remote control and she's there and they're talking about him being unfaithful and they're talking about her and Furio and they're not yelling at each other they're like yeah you know like yeah well you did this Yeah, no, I, I did do that it's like like Popeye says I am what I am and she's yeah. like I didn't marry a cartoon he's like no yeah, you didn't <laughs> like nothing goes out of control it's just like yeah here we are and the VCR isn't fixed but
0: um they're working on it and plus it's like the setting The it is it's almost like he's back because yeah. it is a very just when tony was in the house this is something they would do anyways uh and it's i guess just starting to feel like a more of a possibility and a natural thing uh and now it's just going to come down to like what they're going to get out of it like w- what what's going to be beneficial for each of them to do this
1: Yes, absolutely. And so then we do have uh, this flashback where Tony B goes on his attack. I don't remember who it is that dies. Um
0: it's his brother, so- right? Is it Phil's brother?
1: Yes, it's it's Phil's brother. Uh whatever it is, you know, Philly oh, Billy. Two Fingers. It's That's, Billy. Yeah. philly's brother billy (laughs) right right that was the thing with christopher like you mean philly no (laughs) billy (laughs) yeah yeah so it's it's kind of an interesting way of going into it because i i almost kind of lost track of what was happening when i was first watching it because i looked away for a second but yeah he's sitting down with a cigarette and then he has a flashback philly that is to the day before Then billy comes out the door then tony b's there and uh he's shooting him up and uh totally does not kill the guy he was trying to kill, which, you know, if you're going to go on a rampage, at least get it right. Tony exactly do that. And uh, yeah, he dies in his arms. And then we flash back to him still sitting there with a cigarette. So the cigarettes uh, that he's sitting there with is really just to not confuse us and go, this is happening right now, which I guess, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of shot in an interesting way, like from his point of view, uh, a bit. And, yeah, we get, a, we get a taste of what we missed because we were with Tony and his dream. Uh, then we have Lil' Carmine and I believe Rusty, and they're kind of uh, like, Lil' Carmine is, again, it's like, how did it get to this? Like, yeah, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, But I guess it, that is his whole thing is that he's kind of an idiot, and he calls it, what, a stagmire? Yes. Uh, <laughs> and we're starting to see that in classic Sopranos David Chase fashion, Uh, this is going to end in somewhat of an anti-climax at least this particular thing but the good thing about that is what it's going to mean for you know our characters because they smartly like we've checked in with little Carmine and Rusty and stuff but they never attempted to make them like main characters where we hang out with them a lot it's always just been this thing in the background and I think in the midst of it it's kind of like all right, what's going on but now it's becoming more clear like uh, like where things are going I guess
1: Yeah, and you're totally right about the anti-climax, because this is, like, I think the last scene with little Carmine in this episode, and I don't know, maybe ever, and he's just kind of standing there, like... And just from his mood, we read What's Up, because they're like, you gotta get out there, put your ear to the ground. He's like, that's not how I want to handle this. And, and like, he's even kind of upset about... um, Yeah, I mean, his buddy, who was Tony B's friend in prison, he did get killed, and I don't know that we've seen Little Carmine's reaction since, but it's also like, and then another guy got killed, Billy, and he's like, what happened? And then it's like, Tony went off the reservation or whatever, and he's just kind of there like, oh, man, yeah. this stuff's hard. Yeah. I want to go back to Miami. <laughs> yeah,
0: I want to I go back to hanging out in the pool. Yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, Silvio and Tony um, discussing the Tony V situation. It looks like they're at the Crazy Horse uh, Adriana's Club. Uh, Chris comes in, uh, or is Chris come in first? Yes, yeah. Chris comes in. Chris comes in. Oh yeah, what? Like, uh, why are you late or whatever? And he has that. It's a Bruce Springsteen uh, line: "The highway's jammed with broken heroes on a last chance power drive." <laughs> oh, you're gonna get fucking cute now. Uh, and then you know, Chris has some great lines here. He calls her "my smelly Valentine." They got to turn her colon into a semicolon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is before he kills her. This is before he knows that she's an FBI agent. This is just him being romantic. Um,
0: and I, but, but I think yeah. the, the big thing here, Christopher has a beer, and yeah. not that it's Tony's fault, but it's kind of Tony's fault because yeah, last week saw him and remember Tony's like, oh, why don't you chill out? Why don't you have a drink or whatever? Yeah. And I mean, I Chris I think does yell when he's ranting. He does bring that up, yeah. uh, but. Not that Tony makes the decisions for him, but, you know, he doesn't have to do that either. He doesn't have to say, have a drink, chill out, you fucking, uh, what's the matter with you?
1: Yeah, and I think the emotional impact of having that yelled at him was greater. But there is also the fact that when he actually got cleaned up and sober, it was with a gun to his head with the threat of, if you don't stay sober, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And then that same guy tells you to have a drink. Like, that's gone out the window. I, I Like I said, the emotional part of it, it is Tony, and his relationship with him is important. And what's happening with Tony B and him, it's all affecting him. But, like... That part is also taken away, and there's the emotional aspect. So he's like, yeah, what? you what? You told me to have a drink once in a while, and Tony, what's he going to do? Like, take the drink and smash it? Like, you yeah. you did tell him that. You weren't joking, really. Yeah. So fuck you, Tony.
0: <laughs> and then we kind of have a quick little moment with Tony and Adriana kind of calling back to that episode where they were going to score some coke. Because, um, you know, he asked her – like, he's – trying to play the nice guy here you know talking about her health she asks him about the you know the mole that he had removed uh and then he mentions he's getting back together with carmilla and in a weird way it does feel where they're like oh yeah this thread like you know if things didn't happen in this episode that happened like this thread's not over like tony would totally fuck her even if even once they're married like she's married to christopher and all that like He's still like keeping his 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 fishing pole like in the in the water, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> well, I did sort of see it as him being like genuinely just kind of a good guy, but then I'm usually wrong when I think that about Tony, so I think you're probably right, yeah um. So we have a meeting in New York in this set that we've been in so many times um, that I still don't know. It's like a restaurant and it has like a a facade with a door in it. And they go through and sit at this round table. Um, Just wanted to call it out because I saw it this time and I was like, oh, yeah, we just keep going here. This is like the New York uh, Satriales or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure the place specifically either. But, yeah, it's like this bar restaurant place and it's always the New York sit down area.
1: Yeah, and Philly's there saying, I mean, saying all sorts of shit, uh, like, uh, you ever feel anyone die in your arms that you love? And Tony's like, no, and he's like, well, give it time, maybe I'll make yeah. that happen. Like, pretty open threats being thrown around, and uh, yeah, they he, he, he heads off, but then it's still, like, threats against Christopher and all of it, and uh, little Carmine hasn't pulled out yet, but this is already pretty bad.
0: Yeah, I mean Frank Vincent is great uh, as Phil, and he's—I think he even has this part here where he's like, "Fuck him, fuck him all, John!" Like, and then it's interesting because yeah, they send him away, and Tony makes the point of like, you know, if they're having this sit down, he probably shouldn't be there because, of course, he is all emotional over what happened. But then Johnny Sack doesn't—Johnny Sack like keeps that energy where he's like, you know, he's got a right to yeah. be here. And then, yeah, then he's like throwing uh, threats around against Christopher because he already hates Chris, I think, from that time when they told him to shut up and don't say anything. And then he, did, he had like one comment. Uh, and I think Johnny Sacks like still mad at him for that. Uh, i don't remember that uh
1: but yeah that does sound like a thing
0: <laughs> yeah it was the whole thing where, where tony was like look just don't say anything because this battle in new york could be good for us <laughs> oh, yeah, and then oh yeah 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 they, yeah. they right. sit down here or they're at dinner or something and then then chris just makes a comment like oh it's just a shame you guys couldn't like work it out <laughs> like yes. stupid like that <laughs>
1: Because he remembers, like, his conflict resolution or whatever from uh, his, like, getting sober or whatever the fuck it was at the time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that didn't really work out for him either. Um, We have a random shot of, like, some sort of scouts or something on a beach. Yeah. Whenever we have this in a film... Uh, there's going to be a dead body. There's never not been a dead body in this scene. It's never about exploring and learning about different types of shells. So I can't say I'm surprised that we see a dead body. Though I did think it was going to be someone like we've seen before because, you know, lots of people have been dumped in the sea. But no, it's a different dead body that we're going to learn about later.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting how they do that because, cause, I mean, the body's bloated the bloated and whatever, so we're kind of like, oh, are we supposed to know who this is? Uh, but yeah, all will become clear uh then we have uh tony and Carm at vesuvio's and uh arty's there always like to see Artie. Uh <laughs> talk, in yeah grandpa talk- <laughs> and grandma over <laughs> yeah. here <laughs> <laughs> yeah bite your tongue um okay yeah because this is where they're kind of this is where Carmela brings up the spec house and how you know maybe we could look at this lot she can partner with her dad to make this spec house six hundred thousand dollars
1: and I'm no businessman, uh, Jim, yeah. or, well, clearly I'm a, I am a run a podcast empire, but besides <laughs> that, it seems like not a great investment. Um, it's all full of trees, like building a house, building anything on spec doesn't seem like uh, the best idea, but uh, what do I know? I don't think it matters to Tony, because it's like, how much money do I have to pour into this to have this be over?
0: Yeah, yeah, because then it's even like, okay... Maybe I can move some money around. We'll get a down payment. And then Carmilla says, well, then, then what? And he's like, then I'll move in. So, like, here we go. It's it's just another – he went from a New York sit-down to now is sit-down with Carmilla to kind of <laughs> yeah. hash out this whole marriage thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this one went uh, better. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing better on the, the personal front than the professional front at the moment. Um, Christopher shows up with Adriana. And Tony pulls him away for a chat in the bathroom. And I thought at first it's going to be like about the wine. He's going to actually deal with this problem. But no, he's really upset about those cigarettes that we saw episodes and episodes ago. <laughs> they didn't have the right stickers on them. Yeah. And um, so he says, nah, you're going to split this uh, now with. Uh, you, you, with
0: um, with Polly. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's
1: yep. Polly. With Polly Wellness. Um yeah, no, no cigarettes for you. And he like I just know from the start of this scene that he's gonna smash that wine glass. It's so like such a loaded gun in his hand, and of course he does.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he whips it against the wall. Uh, I, I mean, and it is just kind of another reminder because you know the last scene we saw him in, he's got a, he's got a bottle of Heineken. Uh, then in this scene, he's got like a nice big glass of wine, and I think immediately it cuts to him ranting, and now he's got like a. Another bottle of booze in his hand, and he's kind of all liquored up, uh yeah. ranting about Tony
1: and that's the clip from the start and um we've had a lot of scenes like this throughout the show where Christopher's unhappy about something, and this is one of the times where it actually like gets to me like he's right, like he yeah. that's the the painful bit here because he's talking about how he puts his life on the line, how Tony eggs is um. Like, he's, he's way above him. They're on a totally different level, even though he's the one who's like, I gave that fuck pieces of my soul. He told mm-hmm. me to go have a drink. Like, that's the reason he's in the state he's in right now, and he doesn't like that that's the state he's in. And he sits down and says, like, that's who I'm going to hell for. So there's a lot of stuff here that's pretty accurate from him, even though yeah. he's drunk.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, everything he's saying is, is pretty much right. Um and it does, like, obviously this is almost, This is we do see the, Christopher come to an interesting crossover, uh, not crossover, uh, crossroads in this episode, but he does, he still chooses his Uncle Tony, even though he's going to have these moments where he might be uh, back at his apartment yelling at the sky at, at, you know, hey, you fat fucking scumbag, maybe I need <laughs> to think, uh, or, yeah. you know, I could take him out in a second, his kids won't even care, but that's all you know tony's got that hold on him uh and yeah. he can't get out from it
1: yeah exactly um so we have tony wrapping up some loose ends going to see valentina and just uh yeah wrapping that one up like i said <laughs> yeah. um he's gonna bring her home and that and and he's sort of it was a big thing like it, when she originally uh, did set herself on fire. Uh, he was like, well, I can't break up with her now. How would it look? I'll just give it a give it a week or so, yeah. and it'll be fine. He's pretty casual about it now. Uh, the scene ominously ends with her saying she's going to kill herself, and he says, I got to take this. Walking yeah. off with his phone. Obviously, we've seen that play out before, which did have an impact on him. Uh, I, I feel like this. they probably wouldn't go down that same road again, but it is interesting how this uh gets wrapped up in such a melodramatic way of having her be set on fire but then <laughs> a very sort of anticlimactic way of like the important thing in this scene is that tony b gives him a call and so he calls some guy from the phone company to get like uh, or well he calls silvio to get someone get- to call to tap his lines yeah
0: get traps on his lines there's a quick scene before this just kind of cutting back to them, the FBI looking at the footage, or now they're seeing that cops are showing up and they're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, yeah. And I think the important, like I, like you said, how Tony phrased it before of, I can't break up with her now, how would it look? And yeah. I think the reason why it looks different now is because he's getting back together with his wife. So it is like a weird yeah. savior, even though he's still he's still technically dumping a burn victim, but his excuse is he's choosing his family. And uh, of course you know, all the medication prescriptions and, and, you know, medical bills will be taken care of. Uh, but my favorite line here is when he says like, that's why I didn't want you hitching your wagon to my star. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a
1: hell of a line, isn't it?
0: Yeah. To say <laughs> someone who was in the hospital cause they were lit on fire. Um, but it is, it's, it's also, I do feel like we see an interesting change in Tony because Yeah, he's not the Tony that was with Gloria because she's using Gloria tactics of I'll kill myself and now he doesn't really care. Uh, And I don't know if that's just because he's so happy that he's getting back together with his wife, like not in the not in the traditional marriage way, but just in the way that like he gets to move back home. Uh, Or if it's just that he's grown past that or if he just kind of knows it's not the same like Gloria did have like you know gloria was different because she went to therapy like he did they went to the same therapist uh, or mm-hmm. i think maybe it's just tony becoming more cold
1: yeah it could be that as well another great line is when she says something like she can't i can't believe you're doing this after i set myself on fire cooking you a snack and he goes come on now you could just as easily have been cooking something for yourself
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's, he has some, yeah, like he really is kind of, du- he's over it, doesn't matter. Uh, and then, yeah, as you said, he gets the silent call from Tony B and decides to get some traps on his line because he knows he's going to call again. Uh, then yeah. we have, uh, we have Tony arriving home and I love the way I jump around a bit on these scenes, but the way the house is still dark, even when he's there, like when, yeah. and cause they're not having, they usually have when it's just the family. They have dinner in the kitchen area, like that that kitchen dining area, but they're having dinner in the bigger room where usually, like, they have a big group. But it's mm-hmm. still like, but it's all dark outside, like it, because you don't have like that open area. It feels more closed in. It's dark. I mean, I know they like directly comment on it as well, but I, I just love the way it feels because uh, they totally get it across that it is like awkward and weird.
1: Yeah, although I mean, it is they. It is awkward, certainly, um, and weird, but um, he, they, they kind of save it because, I mean, because um, AJ's like, what the, f-? this is so strange, and they're like, you know what, some champagne mm-hmm. will help, and it does, it actually does, like, hey, let's, uh, you know, let's make it an occasion then, if it's not going to be a weird occasion, let's make it weird but positive, which kind of works, Um the thing is, like, they never really resolved any of their issues, and he says, like, yeah, you know, I'm not definitely not gonna do that anymore. And but she, and she's like, yeah, it'll all be okay. Is like, part of the big thing was she had big moral problems with her, him, you know, being a mob boss and a murderer and all that. That's still gonna be the case. But you know what? I get that 600k, so it's all right. Let's just well- clink our glasses.
0: And also the interesting thing, it's not that Tony says he's not going to cheat on her anymore. It's oh, that yeah. it's not going to come back to her. Like, she, <laughs> he's not going to make her look foolish, basically, or it's not going to interfere in their home. Yeah. Uh, and and I guess it, you're right, but I still feel like the champagne stuff did feel awkward. And it's even cut a little weird. Like, it just cuts to, like, he's in mid, like, popping the champagne. I mean, he does have that moment where he tells AJ, like, you got to savor these moments, like the good moments. But... I think they put the capper on it because they have that scene of Carmela staring at Tony on the couch and it's like, oh, things are back to normal, but they're not really. And then she does like, just kind of dump out the champagne glasses and put them in the washing machine where it's like, nah, this is all like, it's all a facade.
1: Yeah. True. Um, so we did have a quick scene before that of Adriana getting picked up, uh, exiting a shop and, uh, we do move now to her watching the tape, of her getting the trash and that. And she she denies everything, of course, says, isn't it illegal to film someone without them knowing? And, <laughs> you know, our account numbers were on there. And, like, they say, like, do you really think it's because we don't know what's in the bag that we brought you in here? And some of that, it Would feels like it would usually be, like, a scare tactic. But I feel like they know what's yeah. up. They don't know everything, but they know what's up. Um, So, yeah, we head into this flashback about Matouche, who we've seen before.
0: Yes, yeah, Matouche is the guy that Jackie Jr. was going to give protection uh, for him to deal at the Crazy Horse, and uh, he ended up what getting his jaw uh, jaw wired shut and like uh, a couple broken bones or whatever because I think Furio in the in them like beat the shit out of him.
1: Yeah, but he's uh, he's still around. Still uh, he you know slips her some X from time to time and she wa- he wants to use the fax for uh <laughs> for something. A lease. It's for like a for lease.
0: a lease like they're trying to rent a place and they have to fax over some references or an application or something like that.
1: That's the kind of thing that would happen and then they would go in and like, yeah, let's rob the place, but it's so much more interesting to have it in this show where it's like, well, the copy place is closed. Who do we know who has a fax machine? (laughs) Adriana, crazy horse, they have an office, right? And then that's exactly what they're doing. (laughs) And uh, she even gets some drugs out of it. So, you know, uh, great deal. Unfortunately, there's some guy there who thinks he got uh, a bad deal, With uh, some laxative instead of uh, heroin or whatever the fuck, right?
0: Yeah, yep, yeah. And he just wants his money back. And again, like, I love how this is shot because it gets, like, really violent, but I I don't know. It feels like it's, I guess maybe it's because they are just faxing a thing and they're not doing a robbery, like you mentioned. Like, it feels weirdly mundane, and then it gets kind of grisly because the way he's just stabbing him over and over again, because it it also feels like he kind of didn't have to stab him like they could have yeah. take they wrestled the knife away i mean i know this is like a huge dude that they're fighting but then they decide to just stab him a bunch of times and kill him
1: <laughs> yeah and uh you know i'm i'm not uh, super squeamish, but this was one of the displays of violence on the show where I had a reaction like, ugh! Yeah. Cause like, yeah, we just see him stabbing him over and over in the side. There's a fair bit of blood. And blood in itself is not uh, disgusting or gory, but just, like you said, the, the situation where it just spirals out of control and, and, like, it is kind of a shock in a weird way, Um, it, it did have an effect. And I think Matusha's friend is there also, like, what the fuck just <laughs> happened here? Because I just want a lease, motherfucker. Well, and then Adriana walks in as well. So yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's great that he's like, "What the fuck just happened?" When meanwhile he was just biting the guy's hand, so he dropped the knife, <laughs> he's got like yeah. he's like blood on his uh, like lips and shit. Yeah, uh,
1: and uh, yeah, he's it, she is telling the story of how it it got sorted out, and they're like. You don't. It's cool. It's cool. We'll just take him out through the basement. It's cool, and she wants to think it's cool, and just you know, m- like most problems in her life, she's just like, you know what? Yes, I will just uh, throw this away and ignore it, and let's hope everything is gonna be okay. But it's not.
0: Yeah, and I like how. I mean, I I totally believe her, and I kind of like it's her weird like naivete, I guess, where she's like, you know, he I was his brother runs. A prep school I was very impressed by that I didn't want him to get in trouble and I know he doesn't
1: even do drugs anymore he just sells them
0: yeah and like I know it sounds really dumb but I feel like most people would kind of be like that where it's like well no I know this guy even though maybe not maybe not on a murder situation but other things whether it be dealing drugs or stuff like that uh and they're just kind of like baffled like these these feds are like all right whatever but they finally have something they could really twist the screws uh on her with because this is a a, 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 what obstructing a uh an investigation and they potentially an accessory to murder so they get some real years they can kind of shove in her face here
1: yeah and she finally uses the l word of she wants her lawyer uh took her about a year um (laughs) But uh, yeah, they never give her a lawyer. I mean, they call. I do believe that they do call to get her one. But like, eh, yeah, you know, it's whatever. It's gonna take time. We'll just have more time to have a chat here in the ladies' room and try to try to flip you even further because they want her to wear a wire, and she absolutely refuses to do that. But she comes up with this thought that, eh, hey, maybe I can, maybe I can flip, uh, flip Christopher, maybe.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I mean, right before that, because we see the Kabutso guy, he's like the lead detective. And yeah. we see him really like he's really laying into her. He's yelling at her fucking, really kind of uh, pressuring her here. And, yeah, as you said, they mentioned about the lawyer and they probably do. But they also probably say, like, hey, take your time because they know they can yeah. just try to, like, uh, wait her out and-, and hope that she's just going to give in. And when the lead investigator is yelling like you're
1: giving us shit, yep. I can't help but remember the lamp and like all the amount of work they put into that fucking lamp <laughs> yeah. uh, to get it in there. And I'm like, I would also be annoyed because it's been like seasons and they haven't got shit. Uh, we couldn't even get Junior locked up. Jesus Christ.
0: Uh, then in kind of in between that, we have um, Carmen uh, and Tony. Uh, she's talking about how she wants to iron. His clothes because uh, her, her wrists are getting weak, and then Tony makes a kind of innuend sexual innuendo. They get a little frisky, so you know they're 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 back together.
1: Yeah, uh, and he hangs up his shirts, and she just immediately moves them over to the right place. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they. They get it on. We cut to
0: yeah. black on that, right? Or it,
1: it, cut to Adriana rather.
0: Yeah, we kind of cut to black, I think, and then or and then it fades. Yeah, what Adriana? Or we see Chris maybe real quick making a call. He's he can't find Adriana. She's hiding in the in the stall, uh, in the bathroom, and um, I guess yeah, that's kind of where uh, I'm trying to think. Is that where she does she even say anything? Or we just see the the handler can then come in and say she thinks she can maybe. Uh, um, no, it's
1: it, it ends with her like saying she needs a cigarette, and they go outside together. So they just ah, keep okay. talking after that. So we don't see the conclusion there. So then we see Tony sitting by the pool as he's wont to do, um, and we get like a crossfade, two crossfade flashbacks. I of,
0: hated this, by the way
1: yeah okay i, I was uh, i didn't mind it actually but yeah what did you hate about well, it well the
0: only thing i hate is i hate when they cut to them sitting on steps like looking at each other smiling because when yes. did that happen because it would have <laughs> i mean i guess you could theoretically think it happened when they were there with christopher out on That's the ranch but it's it just felt so corny to me like it it felt like it wasn't a sopranos thing it felt like a sitcom it felt like an-
1: it's like an ad for those cig- cigars they were smoking, <laughs> yeah, you know, totally. Like, <laughs> and there's no no like sound from it. I don't know if there's music or if it's yeah. just silent.
0: I, I didn't but, yeah, mind then, when you see them as like little kids or well, not little kids, but they're like teenagers or whatever. But one yeah. one thing I did want to ask too is like because now Tony's sitting at the pool and it looks cold and it's like in fall. And it feels like it was only a few episodes, they were having a party, and they were swimming in the pool all the time. I mean, I guess they're always playing fast and loose with the time. Um, Jim, I
1: live in Ireland. That could be in the same day. It yeah. doesn't matter. Like I'm like, yeah, it's cold outside and rainy, and yeah, so what's your point? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It is fucking June. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> but let's not worry about it. Um, That's a good question. I mean, I've given up on uh, timekeeping on this show. If there's ever a Christmas episode, I'll be like, oh, it's Christmas. Like, yeah, that's it. I don't care beyond that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess if anything, it's not out there to say that some time has passed, whether it be between the last episode or even, like, an episode before that, I guess. Although, I guess Tony B couldn't have been on the run too long. Um. No. And I, I guess it's more – the more important thing, I guess, is the feel uh, because it does give more yeah. of a cold, like, empty feel to it. So, you, you know, you go with that over worrying about, oh, it was just summer a week ago. Uh, Then we have – yeah, we have Adriana's handler comes in and, you know, uh, thinks that maybe she can flip Christopher because, I mean – I you wouldn't blame Adriana for thinking that because Christopher's just talking about how he could just kill him and it wouldn't matter. So maybe yeah. he'll be go along with this FBI thing and they could be together.
1: Yeah, and they say like like you mentioned that it's like confirmed by wiretaps though. Yeah, well, we actually do know that he hates him, uh but like the wiretap wouldn't be able to tell that he's just saying that shit and <laughs> yeah. that deep down he's never going to betray Tony at least it doesn't look like it now even though he, he probably should and it would be great for him and like oh what can we give him like he, he wants to be a screenwriter uh okay I'll put a call to and they mention some Sam Sam Goldwyn who's a producer or whatever I don't know if that's a joke if he <laughs> makes like mob movies or whatever I, it might be a bit beyond me um and he died in 74 maybe they're talking about the junior uh anyway not important um so yes they they agree like and and importantly say that if she's not wearing a wire we won't be able to guarantee her safety but like the cold cold hearts of these fbi agents it's like yeah it's a gamble what are we gonna lose if uh something does go wrong who knows
0: they must have been matter. talking about samuel golden jr who did found samuel golden films in the year 2000 so at least okay yeah at least we'll throw does that he out make there.
1: mob movies i was just hoping that it would be like some joke or if he maybe he was it wasn't a joke it was just uh, a real a real offer i i don't know uh i'm reading too much into it um I'm seeing. So, I'm on
0: their like page right now. I'm seeing a lot of like cornball. Uh, I mean, these are their new ones. It looks like they are a lot of indie movies. So I don't know if maybe at the time. Yeah. Anyways, we're getting. <laughs> yes. Well, but this is what <laughs> The Sopranos trying. is. This is you pick up little things and you're like, ooh, what did this, what does this mean? Uh, yeah, I t-
1: I, it's like because I I have so much trust in them putting in little references that I'm like, let's unpack this. It's usually like some. Uh, tw- film from the 20s that's like really important and sheds a lot of light on whatever is going on but maybe not this time if you don't know what it is just uh, shows what you know show at gmail.com he does also um, mention
0: one of their other informants uh, yeah. as well um, CI12 yeah, which I think is Raymond. Uh, Raymond Curto or something like that. That's the guy with the is glasses. That one of the capos. Yeah, that we see. Yeah. We, like every now and then they kind of remind us that he's been given information, but he's always asking for like itemized bills and like money, like <laughs> to be reimbursed and stuff like that.
1: Yes, that's right. Um, so at Satrielli's, Tony gets a call from some guy in Brooklyn to let him know that the younger guy dropped out of the tennis match and. Uh, yeah, they came to an agreement. And everyone was like, what, he's dead? I'm like, nah, he just uh, chickened out. And Polly Walnuts is like, right, he's like, fucking knew he'd cave. <laughs> and there's so much in this is like what people think of you. We remember that from when little Carmine was introduced. And it's like Tony was accused of legitimizing him by going to have a word with him about Carmine. And then it's like, well, now he thinks he's a big player. And now other people think that because you went to talk to him. But now it's like... Yeah, it's the opposite of that, obviously. He just goes, oh, wait, I'm not a big player. Let's uh, fuck this.
0: Yeah, I like how Tony thinks that, too, when he first gets the call that he's dead, and then it's like, no, and then they ask the same question. And then yeah. when Pauly... Yeah, Polly shits on little Carmine, but he also kind of shits on Johnny because, yeah, we, we know that he doesn't have the greatest uh, history with them, and he doesn't like, uh, you know, his whole thing that he had with Johnny uh, was in season four, I guess, uh, where potentially he thought he was being buttered up to be, like, the new boss or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's they have some. Uh, I mean, uh, Tony says like, yeah, w- was a time this would have been great for us because we had got along great with Johnny and he's a clever guy. But like, he's always had a big head, and now he's gonna have an even bigger head. And uh, and he's like gets angry really easily. Speaking of not getting angry easily, but the next scene is where Adriana uh, spills the beans um, about what's what's up, and I really thought that he might kill her right there so they hold
0: it for a long time um and yeah because he punches her and he starts choking her and it's it's fucking it's really rough because like her eyes are like bulging out and it's like uh, holy shit yeah he's gonna kill her right here and he's like how could you do this to us um and then like it seems like pretty much at like the last second kind of uh he you know stops or holds himself back
1: it's a great scene in general because he's being christopher at the start where she's like where he's like where the fuck have you been and she's like i have to tell you something it's like is it about this guy he's being christopher and then she's like oh it's danielle and he's like she set you up and she's like she was an fbi agent and it's like you can't be Christopher right now, (laughs) like, get that shit out of here, and it's, like, breaking his world bit by bit, and so first, he's just in total shock there, um, and she's rambling on about what's been going on, and how, it's. I thought it was fine, and I was trying to protect you, and all that, and it just tips over, and he attacks her, and again, he's beaten her up before, and much like his earlier rant, this is... In his world, more justified, you know, comparatively, because I don't remember why the fuck they were uh, getting to such extreme situations uh, before. But I mean, uh, he yeah. beat
0: her up that time because she couldn't have a baby. And be, oh, yeah. Cool. Like, cool. Christopher such a cool yeah, guy. <laughs> when he's like, yeah, you didn't tell me your damaged goods or something like that. And he like dragged her out oh, of the apartment, you know
1: piece of shit yeah and uh yeah and and now he's choking her crying and saying that he fucking loved her and and like he totally collapses afterwards and is breaking down and he says he's sorry over and over and yeah uh good scene
0: yeah yeah it's a fucking intense powerful stuff and yeah there's yeah he's let kind of in a heap the build-up's really good too like they're both doing uh like great work because The way it's pushing in on her as she's kind of trying to explain and then it's pushing in on Christopher as he's yeah like you said he's in shock and then he's bleaking and he's kind of taking it all in and it's like really all you could see it all kind of bubbling to the surface uh and then yeah it just comes out um then we kind of cut back to Tony B gives Tony a call uh this time he kind of talks to him and he's like apologizing for putting him in this shit situation someone may need to take care of his kids. Tony's like, "Oh yeah, what's one more thing that I could do for you?" Um, and then Tony decides to come clean about his um his panic attack that he had uh back in the day when he missed going on the robbery or whatever the fuck it was they were doing that he, so he yeah. didn't get arrested
1: and and much like i think probably most things in life that we carry a lot of guilt and shame about tony egg's reaction is one of befuddlement rather than like oh i can't believe you told me this and it was actually that and it's like if he'd said i set you up and sent you away intentionally then he'd be like what the fuck but it's like oh, you were so ashamed that you fell over and hit your head that you couldn't tell me? Like, it doesn't really make a difference to him. But to Tony, it's such a huge thing that he's been carrying around. And we know he has the trap on the line, so it's like this is him kind of selfishly, very selfishly going like, I want to get this out before I kill you is the implication. Yep. And that's why he can do it so easily as well, kind of. And it's on the phone, it's a bit easier, but like because their relationship is not going to go back to what it was, he can let it out and Tony Egg is like, um, this is why you gave me the casino and <laughs> yeah. Tony doesn't say anything. He's like, okay. <laughs> like whatever, uh, weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think you totally nailed it. It's just more about Tony here uh I mean I guess either way it is but yeah he's only coming clean because yeah it's a selfish act because he understands that he's kind of gonna give his get his location and things probably won't end well for Tony B I mean I guess the weird thing this show's done is that it was it's always been hard to gauge like who Tony B is because we spend time with him sometimes but like They've always hinted that he's he's like jealous of Tony, but then again, I guess it's not so much that he blamed him, and Tony always kind of thought Tony always blamed himself because he was weak or whatever. Uh, But it it does work, and it is kind of it's great that to him it's like oh whatever I guess, but to Tony Soprano it's a big deal.
1: I mean, it is certainly true that he was jealous of everything that Tony had because he didn't go away but in a weird way, and like that's part of why he threw out in the fat jokes and everything, but then it's like, <laughs> he does that with everyone as well, and that's just part of who he is, and I think he would be equally jealous. Like, it's just that not only do they share the name and the family, but it's also like, we are reflections of what could have been in each other's lives, and to, to Tony Soprano, that's harsh, because... He sees himself as he should have been. Weirdly, if he was stronger, he wouldn't have had a panic attack after a fight with his brother. He would have gone away. Um, uh, Whereas uh, Tony Egg just sees it as it's just the random chance of the universe. Man, this fucking sucks. But he doesn't necessarily put as much personal blame towards Tony Soprano, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. And actually, before we go any further... Uh, the guy that Matush killed, we do have to throw him up on the old, uh, counter, correct?
1: This is absolutely correct. We yeah. saw him die and all, so, so let's pop let it. it up on, on there.
0: Yeah, let me get that up on there. Get that up on episode, uh, episode, uh, murder number, or death number 51, uh, That's walkout right. 16.
1: <laughs> yeah, still trailing a bit behind there. <laughs> Um might might have another one coming up there. Might have yeah, another one. Maybe. Um t- Tony does some investigation, figures out that he's just hanging out on the farm. Yeah. Oh, that'll be a good location for a climactic moment next episode. Or will it? Because <laughs> it's the Sopranos, so I don't know. Um but yeah. <laughs> uh he figures that out by, by calling the old man who lived there and that. So back to Adriana and Christopher. And it's been like hours, the sun is out. And uh, Adriana's almost like she's she's doing it. She's flipping him. He's like, yep. you know, maybe we could live by that lake or that kind of lake you loved. You could start writing. And he says, I "Could do my memoirs finally. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's thinking about it. And like even though their relationship is not perfect or far from it, it they actually could do this. It's a thing they could do, except he can't. So. Yes.
0: Well, one of my favorite details, I don't know why, but I just love it, is that she's like, and we'll get a fireplace like you like. And just the fact that Christopher, like, maybe has made mention in the past, like, oh, it'd be great if we had a place with a fireplace. Because fireplace do make things, it makes things nice and cozy and homey. And yeah. Christopher just wants a nice, relaxing place by the water with a fireplace where he can, you know, write the great American novel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, but he he goes
1: out to get some cigarettes and to clear his head. Yeah. And uh, she wants him to have his cigarettes or her cigarettes because, well, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, he he heads out. She has to call and ask for an extension, get some more time on there. He is at a gas station. Is that his car? He's sort of uh, trailing his fingers along there? Yeah, that's his
0: his big Hummer that he has. I think they made mention of it before because, yeah, he drives basically a Humvee. uh, Yeah didn't they have a comment? Something stupid like Humvee, Humme. Like <laughs> I think they said something stupid. But then he gets a vision of maybe his potential future, where he yeah. sees a white trash family. You know, a guy with a mullet. They got trash bags like strapped to the top of their beat up car. A bunch of kids. She's got another one on the way. And the guy, even the guy, like I like that they hang on him for a second, and he has a moment of like, oh, oh what a life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's not loving it. Yeah. And it is uh, fair, because if he didn't have this in his life, he would be the most white trash person ever. Yeah. Uh, like, that's just his personality. Um, so, yeah, he looks at that. Adriana's at home packing, gets a phone call. Weirdly, the phone call is from Tony, who I thought was off on a different storyline, but he pops in here, says that Christopher tried to commit suicide, and that... so. Silvio's on the way to pick her up, and she's sort of having a breakdown there. And we get to see her, uh, Matt Damon style, driving off towards California. Uh, <laughs> how do you that like them roundest? apples? She's, oh, yeah, Goodwill Hunting.
0: I think it does it in roundies, too. Yeah.
1: yeah. She's going to love this new life. I mean, I. Did you they, buy they, it? They, Did it They work? double got me. They yeah. double got me, Jim. <laughs> they got me with this one. And I. it's like. I thought, wow, this is, yeah, they got me, and I yeah. don't know how to even talk about it because it's embarrassing. I'm. I i do not think I'm it's embarrassing. To... I think
0: I it's think not it's not embarrassing good... because
1: it... it it shows how good the show is, but yeah. it's also like looking at it back. I'm like, it's the Sopranos, Jacob. <laughs> they did show it to me, to be fair, and usually they wouldn't show something and it's not real unless the, uh, like they, they tell you by having uh, somewhere over the rainbow playing on the radio or whatever the fuck. But yes, no, she's. She's driving off towards California, but no, she's not. She's in the car with Silvio. That was yeah. just a brief little fantasy there. And i it's such a shame.
0: I think it gets everyone, so I don't think you have any shame to worry about for that because it's such a whole... I think they just take advantage of, like, you're hopeful. Like, okay, yeah. that's one way to end that character. She's just going to go off. <laughs> like, not that that would ever end well because even if she went to California, she's got feds looking for her or whatever, like, something would eventually happen. But then it, it's even more heartbreaking to then cut to her looking out the window and Silvio's in the car. Because even with the – what about the Christopher suicide thing? Did that kind of get you too or what? At least so you, the, that's a little like maybe, could be, who knows type thing, right?
1: the double got me, Jim. I oh, told okay. you already. You did they, say double got me. They right. got me on both fronts. And I – I yeah, it's – maybe it's just hard to talk about because it, it actually makes me sad. And yeah. I'm like, thanks, David Chase. Um, but yeah, it, they, they double got me. And it's... Okay, it, it's not embarrassing. It is embarrassing how long it took me to put <laughs> things together. That part's embarrassing. It It is genius, though, because Christopher easily could have done that. Yes. And she easily could have done that of getting in the car and heading off. And weirdly the show as itself would tell us that Christopher had tried to kill himself by having it in a weird phone call. They would also do that. All parts of it are believable. So yes, they, they got me on both fronts where I think they're going to the hospital and Sylvia was acting really weird and I'm still an idiot and I'm still like, Oh, okay. even at this
0: point, you're still kind of uh, hopeful. Ooh, that's even, no, okay. I'm, that's I'm not we're... hopeful.
1: Right. I'm, I'm, I think it's because I'm already, like, reeling from the first flip of yeah. her in the car and that. So I'm I'm even, like, reorienting myself still. So it's honestly not until they drive off, like, in the woods and I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. an idiot. Like, yeah. I, that's what I say to myself. Because Sylvia was acting real weird and like, uh. oh, we, I stopped to get something to eat. But, you know, to want to get to the hospital before Tony. And she's so emotional that she's not... Thinking straight, and he says stuff like, "Oh, they'll keep him a few days and you know, for observation, but he'll he'll be it's, fine." It's
0: torture the fact that Silvio is still doing that when they're in the the woods. He's, and he's like, "Hey, what are you crying?" He's gonna be fine. Like I'm like, "Oh my god, dude! Like stop! Like it's even w- more worse now. The way you're the way you're acting, like what's gonna uh, happen isn't gonna happen." Oh, and
1: uh, yeah, so. It, and it, it does go on for a while, and he says, ah, he's a strong kid, Chrissy, and she's there crying, uh, like we said, like, "Oh, he's going to be fine. And then, then he, he turns off. off
0: into the woods. And it's kind of, like, pristine, like the the leaves are falling, it looks beautiful, uh, but it gets to the point, yeah, he has to drag her out of the car, he calls her a cunt. And from a lot of the, uh, the talk, like, there's some listings on uh, Wiki here, that, uh, well, for the, well, actually, no, we'll mention this first, is that I guess uh, Steven Van Zandt, who plays Silvio, was kind of really down on having to do this. He didn't yeah. want to, like, do this scene because it was. I mean, we're talking about a character that's been there since day one, never mind people that have been working on this show for years and working with people. Uh, and it's, yeah, like, she was talking about, I think it was, uh, okay, it was an AMA on Reddit. Uh, all of us had known already that my character was dying. Uh, Steven Van Zandt was actually the most pissed off about it. He didn't want to do it. He just didn't want to do it. All I, uh, and I had to talk him into how awesome it was going to be <laughs> and how important it was. He didn't want to pull me out of the car. He didn't want to call me the C word. He didn't want to shoot me in the head. But David Chase made a specific point not to show my character actually getting the bullet to her head. I'm not sure if that was for cliffhanger reasons, but he said it was for respect to the character. Uh, I think David Chase does mention that. They asked him about that in the Soprano session, and he kind of doesn't remember really, but he says it was... I think he does say, like, I feel like maybe I didn't even want to do it. Like, I kind of didn't want to kill the character, so in a weird way, that's why he doesn't show it. But it's also... We know in a lot of cases, and especially in a case like this, it's kind of worse not to see it in a way, and let your imagination. But... People did cling to the idea that they thought that she was somehow still alive, like no. th- they were like Jacob with a double get almost. But they were just still holding on, uh, yeah. you know, that she's there. And I think yeah. David Chase does specifically talk about that he wanted, he did want to use it as a fake out. Where at the end of the episode, we go back to the woods and you hear rust- like rustling in the leaves, but then it's just Tony walking by, and I guess he kind of wanted to fake us out again. To almost think like we were going to cut back and Adriana's alive. But what would that have meant? Like, what was she going to do? Be like a diehard? Like, all of a sudden, she, I'm alive. You should have killed me when you had the chance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. um Yeah, they, they wouldn't do that. Uh, usually, those sorts of things where I won't name names, but say in another show where they're like, oh, this character's alive. And it's like, I know that character's not alive because that would be bad writing. It's not Mm. that, like, yeah, it's true, maybe you didn't see them on screen, but if they came back, that would be worse than this show is. So I know that's not the case. Um, And I think that's it here. As far as not seeing her die um weirdly i think the previous death helps because there's a brutal like close-up like we said you didn't even like this character didn't even need to die but we have that violence in the episode to sort of balance out the camera moving away and i I, like you said it's kind of worse um because now it's you get to imagine it but then it would be pretty bad bad to see it as well to be honest so no no good way to do it uh really if you think about it
0: Yeah, because it's not like Stannis Baratheon showing up later on, because everyone's like, he's alive, goddammit. Specifically what I was thinking (laughs) of, and trying not to spoil, yes. Oh, shit, yeah, whatever.
1: (laughs) Yeah, at this Uh, point, it's whatever. (laughs) uh,
0: Well, let's put it up on the old counter, then, because we got to go add number uh, good old 52. Yeah,
1: that's a big one. Um, for sure, like we said. And then, so we have Christopher packing bags, and and just with sort of the um, disorienting way that the episode's been put together with several flashbacks, there's been like three different flashbacks, uh, if you count Philly and Tony and then Adriana's story, and then her dream sequence of driving away, and now we have him packing a bag, and I'm like, okay, so... He did wait. What he didn't know this was happening, he's gonna (laughs) take him up on the offer, and then he drives off and throws the bag like in in a random dump location. Which and uh, and puts the car, I guess, was the
0: area where they Tony was gonna shoot him in the head, and Tony B saved him,
1: yeah. And then he puts the car into long term parking, which is the name of the episode, and yeah. We don't check in with him until a bit later. First, we have a meeting with uh, Tony and the new head of uh, New York.
0: Yeah, Johnny Sack. And Johnny Sack's already kind of making it hurt a bit. Like, oh, I won't be meeting you like this anymore. It's undignified because now he's a boss. He's like, he's even though Tony's a boss as well, but Johnny's like a better boss because he's from New York and you know, he yeah. can't be bothered doing this stuff. Uh, Tony makes a couple of reasonable requests because he's going to give up Tony B here. But, well, first he wants to do it himself because it's his cousin. Then he wants to at least, like, hey, just tell me it's going to be quick. And, like, all Johnny would have to do is just be like, oh, yeah, it's going to be quick. But then let fucking Phil do whatever, you know. Uh, But he's not going to do that either. Uh, Tony takes a couple steps away, like, I guess kind of processes it, like, thinking about it. They do kind of cut back to Johnny Sack for a moment, and he's, like, spitting out a fingernail or something, which I thought was funny because I don't know if Tony's, like, sizing him up here or, like, you know, who's this man? You think you're better than me? They're going to tell me what to do, because he basically comes back and says, "Go fuck yourself, he's my cousin."
1: Yeah, I mean, pretty badass. This is all in the midst of Tony basically sanctioning, assisting, and (laughs) causing the death of an innocent woman, more or less innocent. And I'm still like, damn, that's a badass line. (laughs) When he comes back, like, how's this for dignified? Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Uh, Or I'll give you undignified. It's it's a really um, nice line because of how. I don't know, it is like it is obviously about Tony and, and everything, but it's also like, this is the new situation we're going to be in, you're going to come in and tell me that this is undignified, I'm not going to be your lackey, like, how are our future negotiations going to work if you can't even, like, talk to me on any type of respectful level, like we've barely been able to do before when you were number two, and you were still threatening to murder my whole family, <laughs> you know what, I was reasonable, go fuck yourself. Yeah,
0: yep. Uh, then we have, yeah, Christopher, he snorted a little H. He's high as fuck watching the three amigos. Um, you know, he just can't stand the pain. And uh, it's like, I still kind of feel for him in a weird way, but even though like he's the cause of it, obviously like in, and, and Adriana is the innocent, but you know, it's like he said, uh, that's the guy, my uncle Tony, you know, I'm going to hell for him. Um, yeah. And what? Oh, Tony, like, beats the shit out of him, right? (laughs) Yep. Because
1: he's like, you think you're the only one who feels pain or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you're still upset about Tony, which is fine. But what Christopher just did was actually a lot worse, you fucking asshole. Because Tony Egg was someone who went out and did something really, really stupid. And he bought into this life. And he was not just someone who happened to love the wrong person. (laughs) So kind of fuck you, Tony. Yeah.
0: And then we we check back in with the feds real quick and, uh, you know, oh, maybe, you know, she could have gotten away. She could be in China by now. Uh, but it's just this cold, like, there's no sympathy that they kind of indirectly caused uh, this woman's murder because they didn't keep up with it properly. Uh, it's just like, ah, another dead end in the case. God damn
1: that's kind of the handlers um, the the I, I don't remember her name but her that's her sympathy showing when she's like no she she could be like in China or whatever yeah. and the two of them kind of look down on her for having even that barest level of connection with her informant of like yeah sure China like <laughs> let's go with that because um, she just kind of leaves the room afterwards and they're like ah, well. You know, we could take over the case or whatever, and like, yeah, we'll get another lamp, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're gonna take over the murder case. Maybe Matush will be back. You haven't seen the last of him. Um, (laughs) Then we, I mean, I, I think when I originally watched this, I was always under the impression that they killed Adriana at the Spec House site. But, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be the same site, does it? It's just, you know, the woods. They're out in the woods. Uh, there's yeah, leaves I'm, everywhere. So I'm
1: fairly sure it's not the same site. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, it, I mean, like you said, they do fake us out a bit because it's like the leaves were very yeah. central in that scene. And then we just slowly – we even, like, move the camera up. And now we're moving the camera down. And we land on the leaves. And then Tony's walking in. But he's just walking uh checking out the the site there with Carmilla. And again, just removing those trees. Like it's not it's not even flat ground. How large is this lot? 600k. That's kind yeah. of a lot. But uh yeah, sure. Yeah. Whatever. Now, it do- doesn't matter to Tony.
0: I kind of feel like Tony has like a mini attack almost here. It feels like, right? Do you do you see that at all the way he has to go and sit down and she kind of asks if he's okay?
1: Yeah, I think this is the mirror image of her looking at him on the couch. It's yeah. obviously not about losing the 600K. It's yeah. like everything else going on. But yeah, no, he definitely does the the Tony blink that he does when he's like whoa, sort of waking up from staring off into space. And, and yeah, he has a, a, a sit down, if you will. And, says, and it's yeah, not no, no, necessarily
0: I'm fine, I'm fine. just for like Adriana. It's Like you said, no, it's no, more no, the no, whole no, no. like everything that's going on between – the marriage the spec house this deal they have now the tony b situation the new york situation and and to an extent adriana as well because i mean i guess that is kind of why they threw that scene in earlier where they do have a moment even though i do think it's for nefarious purposes like uh he he was friendly and did like adriana
1: Yeah, but I don't think he's thinking of her at all, to be honest. I think he's still, in line with uh, Christopher's rant, he still cares more about Tony B uh, than anything else. And he's like, oh, no. And maybe Adriana's part of it, but more in a circumstantial sort of way of like, this is a weird life I built for myself (laughs) where people just kind of die in it. It's not like, he doesn't think it's his fault. He's just like, there's a lot of death happening right now
0: yeah because why and plus even if i think that it's part of it it's not like i feel yeah like there's that much sympathy or care that they had to do it but i don't know but yeah i guess it's just the you know the 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 enormity of everything in the the life of tony soprano
1: yeah uh raffi cooper in the chat says favorite episode uh by far uh the ending scene in the woods floors me every time yeah
0: yeah, and then the song that comes in—I guess the song that comes in is uh, what did I just had it up. Uh, Sean Smith wrapped in my memory, and I guess when she's leaving, they play a Sean Smith song, "Leaving California." When they have that fake out, but then it kind of like yeah. is playing—I think it's playing on the radio or something. Like then, I'll, like when it cuts from it being like the soundtrack to her escape to then just yeah. being on the radio and the soundtrack to her. Um, Her daydream. And uh it's it's one of those classic, like a lot of these songs, not that they're big songs anyways, but when you go to them on YouTube, most of the comments are gonna be like, Adriana, Sopranos (laughs) Sopranos brought me here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Of course. Um yeah, so pretty big episode. Um it's the penultimate one of this season. Um, Tony B's going to die next episode is my prediction. I mean, it's been pretty heavily, uh, you know, foreshadowed. That's what I expect. Um, Maybe something unexpected will happen, but I I feel more like it was... Even with expecting her like her storyline not to work out great, it's still shocking the way this episode goes. Um, I don't think they need that much shock in the next episode. I'm interested to see how they wrap up the season and uh, get us ready for the next one. But this episode in itself um, is uh, so good that it's like, yeah, no, this was this was worth the not maybe not the lamp, but you know the scene where. One of the agents was scoping out Adriana when they were going to tennis, like, seasons and seasons ago. Yes. And yep. that's, like, all of that builds up to this this cold detachment that they have, the feeling of, yeah, I, I don't know, just all of their relationship for so long has been so central. I have never seen a Christopher that doesn't exist with Adriana next to him, or close to him, or fighting with him, and that's going to be Christopher for the rest of the show, or for the rest of his presence on the show, so I I have no idea what that Christopher is like, um, not to make the suffering of this woman all about how it affects a man, but I am a man, and that's what I do, so anyway, great episode is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely, great stuff, and yeah, one more to go for this season, then we go into season six, which is split into two. So basically after we finish season five, we have 21 episodes left of The Sopranos, a uh, little under a standard two season episode count. So we are f- quickly coming up uh, upon the end. Uh, very exciting.
1: It is very exciting.
0: And if you want to keep up
1: with that and all of the other shows we discussed, such as The Handmaid Sale, Game of Thrones, several others, uh, just check out showswhatyouknow.com or search for Shows What You Know on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, you can, of course, also leave a review on iTunes, which would be very much appreciated. Beyond that, there is jimandthem.com for more from Jim, awesomepedia.org for more from me. And in addition, there's just one more thing, Jim. Oh, yeah, what's that? Cut to black.